For years, I've heard conspiracy theories about the Denver airport. Underground tunnels, secret societies, and even creatures hidden in plain sight. I never believed any of it till I started getting voice messages from strangers claiming to be trapped in a labyrinth miles below the airport. I'm their only connection to the outside world, and what I've heard is terrifying. I'll share what I've pieced together, and maybe you can help me figure this out. Listen to Escaping Denver, free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Something is out there. Please, help me help them. George Affleck in for Jill Bennett today, and we've heard uh, some of the good news uh, earlier, about half an hour ago, when the Premier talked about uh, going into step three. Uh, And by some accounts, we've done a pretty good job here in BC when it comes to tackling COVID-19. And today we had the, he also said, uh, he jumped the gun, he said, but uh, 29 cases of COVID-19 were counted today. That's the, that number. And Tim, uh, my techie here, he, he counted, he looked back and that was the last time you saw that was July 30th, 2020. It was almost a year ago that we had 29 cases. So uh, that is uh, something to be proud of. Uh, you know, but a keen watcher of COVID uh, around uh, of COVID around the world, to be honest, is uh, former CKNW reporter Shane Woodford, who is now based in Denmark. Uh, and so I've dragged him onto the line here to talk about COVID around the world and to- COVID in Denmark. And I have uh, some questions for him. Hey, Shane. George, how are you? I'm good. First question: Snaka do dance can do. <laughs> that's, that's not, yeah, it's not <laughs> that was me asking Shane if he spoke Danish yet uh, because he's living over there and I lived over there a long time ago and so my Danish is pretty rough but I remember learning it it's, it's actually a good language especially for you Shane because you're a mumbler like me and uh, you know Danish I'm, is a, I'm a mumbler well you speak fast you speak fast you're a fast you know you're a fast talker and and yeah, I'm a fast talker and Danish is one of those languages that is really perfect for fast talkers yeah, I remember the first time I heard Danish, and it literally sounded like somebody gargling bells. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell one word from the next. That's God's honest truth, and it's it's taken me a long time of being here and sort of growing accustomed to language to be able to differentiate words. But you're right; they they speak very very quickly and jam everything together. They do. It's it's a, but they're a fun, it's a fun country to live in for sure. I know that because I spent a year yeah. there. So. Hey, uh, so let's start with Denmark. We're pretty, we're pretty cocky today about what's happening in BC with our numbers and the fact we're going into step three. What's going on in Denmark now? Uh, Denmark, the infection is dropping. Uh, we're doing really well. We're down into the you know 100, 200 range. Uh, that was down from about you know two, three, four thousand cases over Christmas, and we saw that spike driven by the Alpha variant. Um, the bad news is, or at least the, the sort of bit of gloom in all the good news, is that uh, the Delta variant is spreading quickly here. Now, mm-hmm. while overall cases are down, George, we're seeing a very similar pattern uh, when the Alpha variant arrived on the scene in Denmark. And again, it was a situation where cases were going down. But what we saw was a greater proportion every week, the proportion rise, uh, the number of variant cases that were taking over with the Alpha variant. Now we're seeing that. Uh, with data from the uh, the Danish version of the CDC today, where they showed the weekly uh, proportion of Delta variant cases that are coming up in all of the analysis of the positive test results, and it's now over 20%. And it went from 6% in one week to 20% the next week, George. That gives you some idea how that's spreading. Now, again, while overall cases are going down, it is an indicator that there is a storm brewing out there. What that storm's impact is, will be, we, we have yet to see, but something is coming our way. 
I, Denmark's about the same size as British Columbia. I think it's about five and a half, six million people there. I think. No. Yep, pretty and close. So the and what's their sorry? What's the percentage on on vaccinations? Uh, percentage on vaccinations. We're doing not so. You know, we're a little bit behind you guys right now. We're what are we? Fifty six point one percent with first dose. Thirty two point two percent fully vaccinated. So so higher, and they, they went for the double dose faster than we did. We sort of did the first yeah. dose faster. So it's, yeah, it's interesting they, to see that yeah. every every place seems to have a different approach. Sweden mm. was the great experiment. How'd that go over the, across the water there? They <laughs> they chose to to do the mass. Uh, you know, let let people just ride, let it ride. How'd that work yeah. out for them? Yeah, not so well. Um, mm. They've seen just a catastrophic number of, yeah. of infections and deaths like exponentially higher than anything uh, Denmark, Finland, or Norway combined has seen. I just read a report out of Sweden uh, just a couple hours ago uh, that looked at seniors' care home deaths uh, in the pandemic so far. Uh, seniors uh, in care died uh, at a rate that was just mind-numbing in Sweden. Matter of fact, uh, fully half of all Sweden's coronavirus deaths are seniors in care homes. Yeah. Uh, it is unbelievable. Uh, they they were slow off the start. They scoffed at all the restrictions in the countries around them. They made fun of Denmark. Uh, and then they saw, uh, I remember, it was just the weirdest thing, George. I mean, they held a press conference last summer. Uh, where they said that the Stockholm Sweden was going to be uh, was going to reach herd immunity in a matter of weeks, mm. and as we saw going into the fall, Stockholm and the rest of Sweden uh, saw exponentially higher numbers than they did in their first wave uh, in their second wave, and they had barely weeks between their second and third wave, which was the deadliest wave they'd ever seen. Mm. Uh, so that that program over in Sweden has just been a complete and utter disaster, and the only reason that they actually kind of looked in the mirror and made even an attempt at a course correction uh, was when the King of Sweden on, a, on his annual Christmas uh, ad- address um, literally said, and it was astounding that he would say it, but he said that the, uh, the Swedish coronavirus strategy had completely failed. Wow. Swedes were dying and suffering uh, greater than they should be. And that made the government, the government couldn't, you know, they couldn't come out and blast the King of Sweden. So no. that forced them to finally make some changes. Yeah, because they don't wade into politics, uh, just like the Queen of England, uh, our Queen here. Uh, yeah. The, you were quite hyper, if I recall, you were quite critical of British Columbia because of our testing, the lack of testing. You were, you thought we could do yep. more. But, you know, yep, it turns out maybe that wasn't a problem. Yeah, uh, how do you know? <laughs> well, we're looking at our cases, and we're we're further along yeah, than okay, other places. Let's, let's look at your cases today uh-huh. in Denmark. We did. Um, let's see here. We did over three hundred thousand tests today. Mm-hmm. So um, three hundred and six thousand three hundred and one. You know how many tests you guys did in in BC? Thirty six hundred. Yeah, but that's my <laughs> it point. But we're well. No, if you're not if you're not testing the population and you're not sequencing and analyzing all of those mm-hmm. results, you're essentially flying blind. And BC is flying blind, and uh, they didn't they didn't see the alpha variant wave coming. Um, I don't know what the Delta situation there is, but I can tell you it's, it's going to hit you. The the, the well, what the degree is uh, has yet to be seen. We have vac- uh, vaccines, which is a which is something we didn't have when the alpha variant arrived. But, George, we're seeing punch through on vaccinations and Delta variants in England for both first and second yeah. doses. And then if you have any kind of vaccine hesitancy, well, that pool of people is going to be, you know, target number one for the Delta variant. I heard 
I heard an epidemiologist in England the other day say it's like a heat-seeking missile for the unvaccinated. All right, Shane. Uh, we will be watching that, and I appreciate you, if you, you staying up late to take, take, the, take our call. We'll probably talk to you again in the future, and uh, how to go? We'll talk later. Choose <laughs> <laughs> intact. I'm Sarah Ritchie. I'm a reporter for Global News in Halifax. I was working the day everything changed in Nova Scotia last April. My team has spent the last year asking tough questions about how a gunman disguised as a police officer murdered 22 people over 13 hours. On our podcast, 13 Hours Inside the Nova Scotia Massacre, we examine this tragedy hour by hour. We're learning there's a lot more to this story. Listen to all 13 episodes now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.